Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello and welcome to episode 316 of the Trail Manners podcast. Our guest today is Kirk Probasco. The Trail Manners podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, folks, we are back, baby. It's uh, been a long time of coming, but as this launches, it will be Wednesday, March the 22nd, 2023. We're starting our eighth year of a podcast, even though we've had a, some rocky, rough patches through there. Why launch on a Wednesday the 23rd? Well, it just so happens to be my mother's birthday. And I miss her and love her deeply. So this is for you, Mom, and we are ready to go. So I'm sitting here today with longtime friend, all-around good person who just happens to run and who happens to run on the trails. And I'm also joined by my hoppy friend from Mother Earth, Hop Diggity, double IPA. One of the favorites I've got here. And also, this just gets better, folks, we have... A gallery. We have somebody in the gallery that's here. A lot of pressure, but if you're going to come back, you're going to relaunch your show. You're going to go, and that's what I'm going to talk about. So this is going to be a two-part series. This is part one. This is what I like to call pre-50, and we'll have a post-50. But I am joined with guest Kirk Probasco. How are you? I'm well. You're well. That's all yeah. you got for me. I'm super excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned just a minute ago, you are about ready to, in just a few days, take on your first 50-mile race. Is my, am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Like, Kay. yeah, antelope, antelope, buffalo run, Okay. 50 mile. Like, I totally uh, was planning on trying one in the fall. Um, and then I had a really good friend of mine told me that I wasn't totally legit <laughs> if I didn't if I didn't uh, do the antelope in the spring. Okay. And so being legit is like big on my list. Yeah. Right. So I was like signed up that day. I was like, got to be legit. So you are, but you're no, you're not new to ultra running. You've got a 50k under your. I belt. got three. I think three 50ks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, so like. My first, like, race race, like, my first half marathon, I think I was 47, something like that. Um, 
I, I didn't start running until until really late in my life, and uh, um, ran my first full marathon at fifty, you know, and uh, so then um, I think I was uh, fifty-seven when I got my first fifty k. I did, you know, that last year, and uh, so you were how old when you did your first fifty k? Fifty-seven. Okay, and that was last year. Yeah, I'm just trying to put context to age here. Yeah, I'm old. Because I like, never like to ask. Right, uh, fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yeah, like I'm not sixty, but I can smell it you from can? where I'm standing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so like, yeah, I think uh, I think doing fifty at you know. Like, I got to get it in pretty quick because pretty soon I'm going to fall and break a hip or something, <laughs> something like that, you know? Well, well, the good, I mean, it's good because there's a lot of listeners and a lot of people out there that, I mean, you know how it is. It doesn't matter what distance. Like, people always talk about, it's like, oh, you know, you're talking about a 50 mile or a 50K. I don't care if you're talking about a 5K, 10K, half marathon. Everything's a challenge at some point or everything is bigger at some point. Right. Right. So you started running, like you said, late in life, mm-hmm. right? And that's, it's a great story, right? And that's why I like to do these is because it's just such a good story because it's not like you have to be a cross-country runner in high school and X, Y, and Z. It's like this is a sport that you can pick up and do, and I'll say whenever, but obviously there's variables to that, right? Like, yep. you know, health and everything else. But um, that's why it's so good. Like, it's not just your first 50 mile that's coming up, which is going to be epic and monumental and all those things. But starting at 47, I think is also super cool. And I did, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I, uh, um, like 16 years ago, I I couldn't go up and down the steps at my house without breathing heavy and holding onto the rail and stuff like that. And, uh, um, we had an old, old crappy, uh, treadmill, and uh, my my mom got it like through social security or something. It was one of them kind, right? And uh, so we plugged it in, and I started walking twenty minutes every day on it. Nice. And then I started, you know, I got to the point where I could do almost like a mile and a half in that twenty minutes. And and then we went outside, and then uh, um, it was about what two thousand uh, ten, maybe somewhere in there. The uh, uh, Huntsville. Fourth of July had a 5K, and I was like, if I could run a five kilometer straight, like that's over three friggin' miles, right? <laughs> and uh, so I signed up for it, and uh, and I finished in like you know 37 minutes or something, and and was so proud. Like like I remember crossing the finish line and just thinking, I can do anything in the entire world right at this point, and. Uh, and then you know, once you've done, once you've felt that, you're hurt, you're chasing it. Yeah, you're ruined. Right? So, so I mean, look at that though. This is exactly what I was talking about. That five k, okay, before you did it, at some point, did that just seem like a massive task? Yeah, like, like your first day running, right? And you run from here to the stoplight, and and you're just like. <laughs> Like, how do people run for fun? That's the stupidest thing in the world, right? Um, but, but as you just like take off little chunks and you just keep doing it, and it's and and um, trying to stay joyful through it, right, is <laughs> is the trick, you know. And uh, um, and then like I'm really lucky because my girl runs, you know, and we go out together and and uh, um, we log a lot of miles, and it's just like. But it, still now, like if I'm going to go out and run three miles, I'm tired at two and a half, you know. And if I tell myself I'm going to go out and run 
you know, 30 miles, I'm tired at 28.3, you yeah. know, like, like my brain tells me when to stop based on what I've already told it we're going to do, you know? So hopefully that happens. I get tired at 48.5, you know, I'm afraid I might get tired before that. Well, if, it, if it's not till 48.5, let me, let me get an idea and a look at your training program. Cause that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, but like my body, I've never taken my body over 32 miles in one setting by myself, you know, under my own power. So, so this will be 32 is the longest you've gone in this. At the nut last year, I did 32 miles. Yeah. Okay. Northern Utah Trail Fest. Northern Utah Loop. Trail Fest. You yeah. did this, what hour did I, you? I did the uh, nine hour. Nine hour. So three and a half mile loop, right? Yep. On a trail. Yep. Um, for nine hours. So that's, that's good. There's probably elevation wise, very similar though yeah. at the end of the day. Right, um, right. There's not a ton of elevation at the Buffalo Run. Um, and there's definitely, it's a very runnable, I say that with air quotes, um, yeah. 50 miler, yeah. you know? Um, so it depends on what kind of, what kind of running you enjoy. So how did you keep progressing? Was it just chasing that feeling from your 5k? Cause you talked about, obviously you've done half marathons, you've done marathons. So every time you do those, what makes you decide to go to the next distance, right? So a 5k, maybe you did something between it's a half. Because at some point you looked at a marathon like that's there's no that's silly. Yeah, you've done multiples, right? Yeah. And now you've gone to a 50k. You know, I mean, 16 years ago, get back up those stairs. Yeah, you're on the treadmill. Yeah. If I walked up to you and said, "Hey, you're doing a 50 miler in 2023, 50 mile trail run," what would I mean? What would your thoughts would have well, been? Well, like honestly, 16 years ago, reaching 60 was sketchy, right? Like whether or not I would be alive at sixty was kind of a fifty-fifty, <laughs> right? And <laughs> uh, so, like, just the idea that I could be alive and be as you know, like, like fit as I am, right? I'm I'm still able to do a lot of stuff that guys of my age really can't, mostly, you know, and and I'm so grateful for that. Um, um, and you're happy, like you're a happy guy. Like unbelievably happy most of the time. I would like, go. I would say. I would go as far as saying jovial. Yeah, like people always are like, "Why are you like this?" You're, so, you know. I think it's kind of annoying, really, the <laughs> amount of happy I am most of the time. So, I wonder how many people listening are nodding their heads right now that know you. <laughs> most, most of them, I think. And uh, he does know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but, and I even try to ratchet it down sometimes, you know, uh, like I went into work today and, and there was a lot of tension and, you know, like, I'm in, I, I do printing, uh, for the trails, uh, foundation of Northern Utah, uh, among others, but, uh, um, it's a high stress, like I'm a hundred percent commission salesman. And so like, but I think that that stress level in my professional life, nothing is better than coming home wound up like a $2 watch and just banging out six miles on the trail as hard as you can and just giving it all, giving it all to the trail, man. I mean, that's, that's part of the joy of the, uh, of the sport. I think. So, so give me, when did you, so you started on a treadmill, mm -hmm. went to the road stuff. Yep. Do you remember when you started jumping on the trails? Cause you live by trails. Yep. Do you remember when you started jumping to the trail side? Yeah. You know, we, uh, um, moved into, we, 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 uh, lived out in, uh, Clearfield Davis County and, uh, um, 
when we moved into Ogden and we live right at the like top of Birdsong Trail and just the proximity to like the most beautiful trail system in maybe the world, really. <laughs> like, why are we so blessed to live right here? And uh, I go out my back door, you know, 150 yards from my back door is I can get on the trail. And uh, um, and we just started, you know, hanging out on the trail. Like, if you live there, you go there, right? And, uh, um, and then doing loops and having fun. And then uh, I think my first official, like, trail race maybe was it uh, like the the skyline? I did like a skyline half marathon or the cold water traverse or one of those. Uh, and um, the difference on an old guy's body on the trail versus the road is unbelievable, yeah. right? And and psychologically, it's so different. Yeah. You know, we're on the on the road. I'm on mile four, and I know I got to be at at. 34 minutes right now or i'm never going to get where i need to be and i'm boom, boom, and that pounding on the thing and the and i can't slow down very hard through the water stations because i gotta make up that extra two seconds that i lost <laughs> you know this the stress of of running on the road and and that's all self-imposed obviously there's people out there just joyful as hell but i can't do that right yeah uh, but on the like my first trail run and people are stopping and taking pictures of each other right and <laughs> and, and they're like hanging out at the water stations and like playing friggin cornhole and stuff and I'm like who are these what why did how does this happen right and um and like hugging each other and just like it was so different like uh culture and uh I was like well these are my people you know, I, I, I need to, this is where I need to be hanging out. And uh, um, and then, you know, you finish a, a 50K feeling so much better than you do finishing a road marathon. <laughs> and I, I was like, I ran six more miles and I feel half as bad. Right. This is math right on that. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's the thing about trail running. Like it's just um, and then you get to go, you know, well. I did a, a Ragnar trail one time and, uh, I, uh, uh, had one of the early, early mornings started out at like four and it was the big climb. It was a big loop, you know, and, and I got up about, I think we were about 11,000 feet. It was over at Snowmass, Colorado. And just as the sun was coming up oh. and the birds just woke up right as I got there. And, and I have this thing with, uh, woodpeckers. Woodpeckers are like my spirit animal. They guide me in the forest a lot, you know. And uh, I had this encounter with this woodpecker right at the top of the mountain. <laughs> and the sun's coming up. And me and Jesus was having this talk. And, like, <laughs> uh, like I was like, this is what I want to do until I can't do it anymore. That's right? awesome. And uh, and I get down back to camp, you know, hand off the little thing. And I got tear stains all over my face and had to hug everybody. I went around to hug strangers and stuff, you know. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know about that little guy with the beard, but he's creepy as hell. You <laughs> I don't know, know what he was but, doing yeah. under the heels. Yeah. And uh, But that's, I mean, that's the, just like that spiritual aspect of it a little bit, right, is is like a real life thing, you know, and I don't have like profound spiritual experiences banging out, you know, 10 K hard on the, on the road, like 
and that doesn't mean there aren't out there. There's people who do for sure. You, you know? just connect. Right. But me and the trees and the smell of the leaves in the fall and the um, watching for that root that's wanting to grab you and, you know, doing all those calculations in your head as you're running and you know, like, oh, I'm going to step to the left of that rock and the right of this one. You do, what, 12 million of those calculations <laughs> during the, during the, you know, that that's that's so cool that we get a chance to do that well and the beauty from from my perspective and my role here with the podcast is as you're talking through those things the listeners don't get the opportunity unfortunately to see the emotion but as you were going through that you you could see you were feeling it like you had uh your eyes were sweating almost you a know, little bit. Like is what I is what I, I mean. Cry on your ass. Don't don't tease me. <laughs> like no, but like, it, but that's but this is I mean this is again one yeah. this is one of the reasons why we do things whatever that looks like right and this is why I really wanted to bring the podcast. I was a perfect example there is you get to talk to people and get to know stories and get to know people. And by you talking that way, explaining your story, it kind of lifts other, like lift me up, like watching you. Like I get, like I said, I get to watch you, but seeing that, and hopefully the listeners can hear that. It's, it's, uh, I'm very, the time we live in is interesting. And so stories like this is what I need. And so it's, I bring the podcast back so much just personal, like for myself, um, because it's, it's, we just need that, those feelings and the positivity. Um, Oh, it's, it's awesome. So you start, you talked about starting on the first ever treadmill, the prototype mm-hmm. that was invented. Um, what you talked about, you know, getting up the stairs, but why did you start running? Like, why did you jump on a treadmill? I mean, you talk about 50, 50, but what everybody gets into running for different reasons, right? I yeah. hated running. Yeah. I got into running cause I don't know. It was kind of like I quit playing soccer, what to do. I hated running before that. But everybody has a reason. What got you into running at 47 years old, right? What got you into that? Well, um, I got married very young to the love of my life. And uh, um, so I was 17 years old, got married. And uh, uh, best decision I ever made was getting my girlfriend pregnant in high school. Uh, (laughs) Well, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like 41 <laughs> years later, I'm just head over heels still with her. Um, but uh, joined the Navy because I didn't have a job and I had a pregnant girlfriend and started drinking pretty hard at that point. Um, flash forward 30 years and, uh, um, you know, we're, I'm drinking to a blackout. Um, haven't drawn up very sober breaths. You know what I mean? Like um, life was very unmanageable. And uh, um, I was I was really in trouble physically, spiritually, mentally, all of those things. And uh, um, by God's good grace, I, I found a solution to that problem. And and as I started getting better mentally, and I started getting better spiritually, I had a great desire to become better physically, right? And uh, um, you know, and I uh, like riding my bike and, you know, doing stuff, but nothing really just the rhythm and the, um, the feeling my feet on the ground and the simplicity of just going out and running, um, really fit well with what I wanted to do. And there's a certain amount of, of prayer involved in running, right? Um, you know, like 
like the monks get up early and they hold that vigil until morning and and runners get up early and they go hit that trail right and it and it changes the way they process their day and uh um i i really dig that whole spiritual aspect of running and uh um so you know like being a little vulnerable on that stuff but that's a big part of it was um you know uh being in recovery um you know, from, from addictions, uh, is a, is a big motivator for people to get out and get healthy. And, and just, because the truth is like, we get a second chance at life. Right. And the guy I was 16 years ago is considerably different than the guy I am now. And, um, and I wanted, I wanted it all. Right. I want, I want to be healthy. I want to just like run in the mountains with my girl. I want my grandbabies to never see Papa tipped over in the front room floor. You know, uh, I want my children that, that, you know, my, my kids are the most amazing, beautiful women in the world. Right. And they're so smart and so talented. Um, but they'd kind of given up on mom and dad. Right. And, and they moved out early because our house was chaos. Uh, and now I have to throw them out. Right? They come to visit. I'm like, go home. I ain't leaving yet. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm going running. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, but they get it, you know. And um, so that's that's a big part of it, right? Is that just, uh, um, you know, we're we're this like I believe this is just me, um, but I believe I'm a triune being, right? I, I have a uh, uh, an intelligence, I have a spirit and I have a physical body. And if all of three of them aren't banging together, um, then, then I don't feel right, you know? And, uh, um, the good thing about running is it like mentally I can work through problems while I'm out there. Um, spiritually I get to breathe and I get to smell and I get to hear. And, um, you know, like when I'm on the road, I have headphones in and I'm listening to the worst music that's ever been made. And then, uh, uh, but when I'm on the trail, I don't wear headphones, right? I got to listen and I got to hear the, I got to hear them uh, red winged blackbirds doing that cool thing that they do, you know? Um, and the woodpeckers. Oh, uh, well, don't, <laughs> don't get you. Now you'll start, now yeah, you'll start flowing, huh? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, but it's, it's awesome though. I mean, you, you go for, for early reasons running, right? Yeah. For something. And now where you're at now, I'm, I'm sure I would I would be confident to say you wouldn't have expected running to take you where you're at today. No, absolutely not. And and uh, like I even remember uh, thinking about people that go out, you know, pay somebody 150 bucks to drive them into the desert, uh, 26 miles away from their car and abandon them <laughs> the side of the road, right? Like that's the dumbest thing anybody's ever done, right? And uh, um, Sign me up. Yeah, right. <laughs> so before the St. George Marathon last year, I'm standing out in the middle of the desert in the dark, and my truck is a long ways away, and I'm like, yep, this is this is what I do for fun, you know? And uh, I took days off of work to come do this, you know? Um, so... So what? So why now though? Like with the with the whole like it seems like you've always like run since then, but slowly I see you elevating. Whether it's a fifty k, fifty mile, I mean, is it because is it why now though? Right? You, there's a little bit of like you know being close to sixty and how long are my knees going to hang in there and you know um, uh, how long can I keep doing it? But then there's also a part of like. I've already done that. Right. Like, and, and I know that's like ego and, and all that stuff. Right. But 
uh, ego is a huge part of it. I love being down at work and telling, yeah, can't come this Friday because I'm doing a 50 miler. <laughs> They're like, what the heck? You know, <laughs> like for sure I, I get off on that, you know, but also the idea that, that we're just, you know, I've already done a 50K, you know. Um, let's see what, let's see. And there's a, like most people don't get a chance to be really exhausted, yeah. right? And they don't get a chance to know my body can actually do that, right? Um, and and you talk to people like, well, I walked into, well, I walked all through Winco the other day and had to sit down, you know, and uh, um, I get a chance to really know what my body can do, you know, pretty good. And and I know what I'm feeling and, and I can tell when I'm, you know, my bl- blood sugar's crashing or whatever, you know, um, because I'm out there challenging my body to do stuff, you know, and, and like, I'm, I don't want it to sound like I'm a very competitive runner, right? Because, um, most people, you know, they get done running, they go home, shower, have a nice meal, come back and watch me finish. Um, and, and I'm a hundred percent okay with that, you know? Um, but, uh, but I, I still, you know, I, I get to feel what it feels like to be really, really hurt and tired and, and exhausted. Well, I think there's something, and there's a lot of people listening to, I think there's something to being said to know what you're capable of, right? We talk yeah. about that a lot as, you know, the marathon was a certain distance because that's when the guy died, right? Yeah. And so, okay, that's as far as a human can go, so we'll stop there, or, yeah. you know, whatever the stories are. But I think, you know, as as I've been around, you know, the 100-mile distance was, you know, it was a lot smaller tribe would try it right right? and it's definitely progressed there's so many of them now you're looking at 200 mile races 250 mile races 300 mile races you know whatever those look like but there is something when you're alone after you've done something like this and that feeling you have right I mean, the biggest joke is, you know, you run a you run a race and you you hate it the whole time or right when it's over and you'll never do it again. And, you know, that night or the next day you're on ultra sign up or a website trying to find the next one. Right. I mean, it's it's a funny joke, but there's so much truth to it because I think, you know, everybody's different and everybody has different motivators. But at the end of the day, if you're doing a certain distance and it and again, I never wanted to talk down because I've never run a road marathon and that's been on purpose. Right. Because I I think that would hurt me too bad. But it doesn't matter your distance. I think the hardest thing is just trying. Right. right? Like it really is. Like I tell people all the time, um, this was told to me and I, you know, be telling to you is you've done everything. You've done the work. Nothing's going to change from here until race day. So race day truly is the celebration of all the work you put in the early mornings, the late days, the, you know, the cramping, the being sick, the tired, the missing out on family stuff or work. It's like the celebration. So if that's the point, it's like at that point, just relax and let go. Right. Because you, you truly, it's a crapshoot. You could have a good day. You could have a bad day, but at the end of the day, hopefully you have a day, right? Right, right, Uh, right. Whatever that looks like. So what's some advice you've been given? Cause I know you, like you said, you talk to people and of course, you know, we've had conversations and I know you've had conversations with other people. Like what's some of the advice you've been given to, to do your first 50 miler? You know, um, like most of it's just been calm down. You're going to be fine. You know, <laughs> is like, that because you're racing is just like an everyday thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Calm, 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 calm down. down, dude. I've, I'm working. Get away from my desk. I hear that so many times. Um, 
The, our production manager actually told me that uh, the the plant is considerably more productive when I'm not there. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like like I will I will go into fear pretty quickly, right? And and uh, um, but like people that I've run with and and I've done stuff with, they're like, dude. Uh, just watching you run, I know you can do 50 if you just stay calm and, and just do it, right? And uh, um, one of the other big things was like, don't don't think about this like a road marathon or something where you're, where you're watching the clock, you know? I, I know like there's a hard cutoff at one thing, but but it seems pretty attainable to get to, you know? And uh, um, like uh, uh, my, my girl told me, she's like, just just go out there and celebrate today right like you were just talking about you know and and uh i i remember the feeling like my first road marathon i i did the huntsville you know and uh we started all the way up at the top of money and it was like you know what are you 8500 feet up there and it was 22 degrees and we're sitting the side of the road freezing to death and and uh came all the way down and i like i turned that last corner and saw the finish line and i was like I actually ran a friggin' marathon, right? I'm a, I'm a marathoner. Like nobody can ever call me anything besides a marathoner because <laughs> yeah. I've done it, right? <laughs> and uh, um, and I finished, and you're dumping endorphins into your system, right? And you're exhausted, and I'm leaving booger marks on everybody. I'm hugging and I'm crying, and uh, the mayor's wife up there, she's like, "Dude, you got to let go. You're you're freaking me out." And I'm just <laughs> crying and hugging and. Um, but that, that's the feeling we're chasing, right? Yeah. That, that idea of like, holy crap, I really did this. And I didn't think it was possible for me to be this guy, you know? And uh, Well, it's the beauty of it is you never know. Like, that's what I always say to finish line. I always tell people, if, you've ever, if you're ever down, you, you lost your mojo or whatever, go volunteer to race or go to a finish line. Because what I love is when just watching people come across because every person has a story but you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes you'll see somebody that looks fast and uber fit and got all the everything, and you're like, man, but you don't know what that story is, right? Right. Or, or from the opposite end of the spectrum. And I think that's, to me, one of the beauties of that, especially, you know, near the end of those races, right? Because we talk about a lot the, the ultra athlete and the fast ones, but, man, when you watch that last quarter you know, last yep. 15% come across. If you're not moved, there's something wrong with you, yeah, right? Yeah. Because that's the stories. That's the ones that you just, you know, I've never looked at it from that perspective saying, oh, they're they're last or, or anything else. Those are the ones I, like, sometimes just celebrate the most, right? right? Absolutely. Because they've, they've really gone through it, yep. right? Not that, not that the fast person doesn't. I mean, we talk about on the podcast many times is Carl Meltzer, one of the winningest 100-mile badasses in the land he doesn't understand how people finish a hundred miler in over 30 hours you know he's under 20 a lot of these and he's like i don't think i could do that like i couldn't be out there that long right like you know and he it's it's known and he'll a lot of them will go and shower and come back but he sits a lot of times puts his chair out watches everybody come across because it's this different feeling is to see that see him come through so what are, what are you expecting what's your in your head you have something not i'm not saying a time or yeah. but what are you what are your what are you expecting out on the course well like you know the the course runs from the marina out to the ranch and back right which is pretty flat rolly you know and and i'm gonna try to 
um, get through, like, I think that's going to be the most challenging part of it, okay. right? Because it's straight and flat and long and, and, uh, um, so I want to go out and I want to just like, like get those miles underneath me. Right. And, uh, um, and get back to the, to the white rocks campground. And, uh, and then I just want to go up the mountain, right? Like that going up the mountain, that whole, you know, John Muir kind of, uh, mentality of, uh, of just looking for that high place. And, uh, and then the cool part about that is you get a bomb back down, you know, <laughs> I don't know how much bomb. I was going to say, I'm interested to see how much bomb you got yeah, left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, so uh, like, I, I'm going to really try to just be grateful and, uh, um, present, you know, and, and not trying to overthink it and not looking at my watch every 200 yards and those kind of things. I'm, I'm just going to try to, um, just, just take the whole thing with as much grace as possible. Yeah. So one thing I always say to myself is before too long, I find my place because when you're out there that long, there's always a group, right? And it yeah. doesn't, when I say group, I'm not saying there's a pack of 10, no. right? But it could be four people, three people, and you're just flip flopping yep. for so much. It's like when I can find my people that I know I'm going to share yep. most of that with, and it's like, oh, you're looking better than me. Might as well just blow on by me. And yep. then five minutes later there, you know, you come back and forth. It's just, it's, that's the fun part is you get to know people, you know, a lot of people are out there for solace and you, you know, you share words here and there, but. If you find your place that's comfortable, just stick with it, you know, have fun. I mean, you've done, I mean, for me, what you discussed earlier with why you started running, this is going to be a cakewalk. Like, to me, what you experienced and went through that got you to a treadmill, that's, I, that's hard. That's hard. This, what you're doing this, this weekend is just different. Yeah. Right? Like, in perspective, what you've come through and what you've done is inspiring to me it really is you know it's super inspiring i had a you know all we're throwing it out there i don't know if i said it when i grew up my dad was an alcoholic yeah. every night every day and i remember that right but i also remember you know on the other side of it right and i always thought i was just so proud that that was able to change for him right because that's a proud part so what you have to experience this weekend you're going to be like oh, that was nothing yeah, my, my toe might hurt, but that was nothing. I I almost guarantee I'm not going to say that was nothing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find yeah. out because, yeah. like I said, this is a two part show, right? And so I, I, I got a hold of you first, and, and I said, this is two part, right? The second part is going to be like a posthumous, you know, <laughs> let's let's all remember Kirk kind of thing. He was such a nice guy. I just loved him. Love well, your wife, on. <laughs> So what are you gonna do without it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll we'll uh, we'll have the part two that's coming up because we want to get you afterwards, right? Yeah. We want to fill that experience with it, you know, talk about it because um, those are those are super fun as well. Um, but what's some advice, right? So there's someone listening right now that's about that is on the fence about whatever a five k. Yeah, maybe it's a fifty. Maybe it's starting running at forty seven. Yeah, if someone's on the fence on one of those things, I mean, what would you tell that person? You know, um, well, here's, here's what I did. Like, uh, I got sober in 2006 by God's good grace. And, uh, um, after we did, after I, after I did that, I, uh, made a list of really cool things I want to try. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just coughing into the thing. Um, things I wanted to accomplish in my life. Right. And one of them was like, visit a big city like New York, okay. you know? 
Um, one of them was, uh, um, <coughs> sorry, I'm choking. One of them was cough on my first Co- podcast. Yeah, your first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you shut me off? No, I'm letting everybody hear this. <laughs> oh man, I'm choked. Um, oh, thank you. Because it's true though, like people trying to do something that's the hard part right is like doing it right right it's like making that decision like coming back out with a podcast is a great example i've been sitting on this for months like a months and finally it came to the point it's like do it or don't but quit thinking about it right right but like for this like well, what you're talking about so i made this list and you know since i made that list we've been to rome and paris and london and prague and vienna right Those like big cities. like New York, New York was the dumbest thing on the list, right? I put on that list, um, make it to the top of Ben Loman Peak once, right? Yeah. And now, now we run up there and come back, you know, and and take we, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, we uh, one of the things on my list was run a five k, right? And and so, the idea, the, I I think the biggest advice I have for life in general is don't limit the amount of really amazing shit that your life can bring, Yeah. right? Um, just be willing to suit up and show up every day and see where your path leads. Like the universe unfolds in a way that is indeed miraculous, right? And uh, I, the day I wrote that list, if, if you would have put a zero behind that 5K and put an M instead of a K, I would have said, well, that's not attainable. Yeah. There's no way that's attainable. Yeah. Um, but now like, I'm going to do it on Friday and I'm going to, I'm about 97% sure I'm going to cross that finish line. So friggin' happy. I am going to explode. Right. Yeah. Um, that's how, that's how we get to live our lives now. Right. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, the, the year I got sober, I made what I paid in taxes last year. Right. Um, but that wasn't the goal, right? My goal getting sober wasn't to run 50 miles and make more money. It was to quit being a butthole, right? Yeah. And, uh, and good luck and, with that still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but then when that happens, like all, all those other things are a, are a, a byproduct, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and relationships get better and, and joy just like, spills over like and and grace rains down upon my house i have to i have to sweep it away from the front door so i can get out in the morning sweep some my way yeah (laughs) but i but it is i mean people it is that it's just that decision is the hard part it really is like Mm -hmm. deciding to do a 50k and doing a 50k sometimes you look at it go what was harder Right? right. Like I know it's easy to push a button and, you know, you're signed up, but I mean, making the decision I, and commitment to do it is another thing. I was on ultra sign up about 117 times reading every word <laughs> on the antelope 50 miler, like every word. Yeah. Until one day, like it really was you telling me I wasn't being legit. <laughs> oh, so you're calling yeah, me out yeah. early in the show with someone. Now it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I totally like, if I'm not legit, what the hell am I doing? Right. That's so, right. Um, but, and then there was like $10 difference between the 50 K and the 50 miles. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to $10. I'm going to Jim's a jackass <laughs> taking my money. I asked Jim for a, uh, 
like, discount code. Yeah, like it was the best decision ever. Because <laughs> on the on the website, it's like we don't do them. Don't ask. It's stupid. I'll never do discount codes. And so I saw him. At, I can't remember. If, like, I remember. Might have been your wedding. It was. Right? And I was like. Hey Jim, how about a discount code? <laughs> he spun around and then he realized I was trying to be funny and he giggled. But uh, we talk about that a lot on the show, egging people to ask him that question. Yeah, <laughs> but it was when you signed up, you texted me, mm-hmm. and I right away sent it over to my wife. I'm like, oh, he did it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, that dirty little sucker. And really, it's kind of your wife's fault too, right? Um, I say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're talking about running. But, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> we went to uh, we went and watched her finish the Wasatch 100. And just like the badassery that was abundant in everyone around, you know. And there were guys my age just banging in at like, you know, under 30 hours and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, these guys are cool, yeah. right? And uh, uh, it's inspiring finish lines. Super inspiring. Yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, it's inspiring. So... So what's your strategy? We talked about it a little bit. Yeah. What's your what's your overall strategy? What's you know, going to keep you in the place you need to be to have a good day? I'm a big fan of Jeff Galloway okay. on long, long runs, right? Okay. So I'm going to do a 30, 90 uh, walk run for most of the out to the out to the uh, ranch and back. So explain that to the listener. So uh, run at a, you know, I'll probably be doing like a um, nine, nine and a half you know, pace, uh, for 90 seconds and then walk for 30 seconds and then, uh, and then a nine and a half pace for 90 seconds and do that for four or five hours. Um, and I think that could get me back to like, so I can, I can maintain like a 11 something, uh, pace for the first 28 miles. Gotcha. Um, I'm hoping for that. Okay. And, and, uh, and, that run walk, you know, that Jeff Galloway run walk is just really like extends my range a long ways. I'd have to think way too much, I think. Well, I have a little buzzer thing. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do that either. Yeah. I'm, and, a, I'm the guy running when someone's watch beeps when they hit a mile. I'm like, God, turn that off. I, I don't want to like, know where I'm at. And people like get so annoyed with <laughs> yeah. me right? because I'm walking and then they pass me and then I run and I pass them and they're like, would you just pick a pace? Oh my <laughs> God, you're a pain. And, uh, um, but it, it like, it's pretty good strategy. Yeah. And, uh, and then going up the mountain. Is just staying alive, right? Yeah. And I'm going to uh, um, pick up my sticks, I think, at the uh, White Rocks so I have uh, poles going up and coming down. Just because when I get tired, I will drag a toe on anything, and, and I don't want to be cartwheeling down the hill. It's yeah. fast sometimes. Yeah, faster to <laughs> cartwheel? Yeah, I know. Sometimes. Yeah, I like... Uh, uh, so, and then... Uh, um, just keep moving, you know, really at that point, it's just a matter of just staying in the game Yeah, and, uh, um, and just watching for lifelight, you know, and <laughs> don't say that cause it came last fall. Cause I, I was there. I know. Like <laughs> I was, I was doing, I can't remember what race it was. If we're running down the road and, uh, an ambulance is coming and I asked the lady next to me, I'm like, is he coming for me? And she's like, no, you're fine, buddy. I'm like, Oh, thank God. You Someone know? ordered that for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. How sweet. <laughs> Well, I, I personally know you're going to do great. I mean, I, I'm i careful when I'm egging people on or maybe encouraging people. Mm. 
Like I never encourage somebody if I question it, right? Because I don't ever want people to do things they don't want to do or or put them in a bad spot. But ever since we've been encouraging you, I'm gonna say encouraging yeah. instead of other words, but yeah. encouraging you, you know, we're we're confident that you're gonna have a good day, and that's why we're doing the show, right? Yeah. Like we we haven't launched a show in like a year, one year, and wow. this is the first welcome back Cotter type show, right? We're here, um, we're back, and then like we'll have you on. Uh, soon after you finish, because I want all the feels. I want you to be hobbling. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to recover and have time to think. Right. So we want to have you after the show to have part two so we can talk about what your experience was like. Because I, I really think that these types of things, I know there's people out there that are definitely considering things. And it's not just a 50-miler, but I, I, I want to be a source, and I want people to be a source of if, like, encouraging others because you know what it's like when you are on the fence and then you do it and then you actually do it and you're kind of like like you just mentioned earlier it's like oh i'm kind of that's some badassery you know or whatever because um it makes a difference right and and you're gonna hear about a lot folks on this podcast there's a lot of just junk out there right now and that's not what we're about so we want this to be a place where people come they get excited they challenge themselves they support each other just all positivity that's all this is if you don't like it it's probably not the show for you because we're that's all we're going to talk about for positivity so now i've got some questions for you so hope you're ready are you ready yes i haven't even been asking you questions your eyes lit up you were staring off into the gaze a minute ago uh what's but but my uh I've cleared up. I'm not coughing anymore, so I feel really good about that. <laughs> well, good, because yeah. I'm not editing it out. It's going to be in there. That's You're going to awesome. be known as the coffer guy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. What is your guilty pleasure song on your Walkman? Or uh, well, maybe your iPod. What's your well, guilty pleasure song on your I'm iPod? I'm so embarrassed about this. Nope, this is what it's about. Because what, what I have is like those... Oh, God, I don't want to tell you this. It's too late. It's live. Um, this is live right now. I have like... You know those uh, workout remixes of pop songs, like Taylor Swift at 168 beats per minute. I stay out too late. Boom, 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 boom. Got nothing. I listened to that shit okay. on my the whole time, and it's so embarrassing. It's the worst ever. Do you listen to it in real life in your car on the sills, like going to your next job? Uh, let's just keep this about running, <laughs> can we? <laughs> So yes, so it's not like on your iPod. It's yeah. his wife. So we, I said yeah. we had someone in the studio. Your wife's over there, big thumbs up. Like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. He yeah. cried when he didn't get T Swift tickets. As a matter oh, of fact, was, like broke the internet, and I was there clicking re- refresh. I keep telling people I'm bummed I didn't get tickets, and they laugh at me. I'm actually being serious. Yeah, like, I would go to that show for sure. I would totally go to yeah. that show. And like, um, you're you're in trouble going up a hill. Not gonna make it to the top. That one hill on the the fifty k in the fall. Oh yeah, at an antelope. Um, T Swift got you over the Perry, top. Uh, Katy Perry's roar came on. <laughs> uh oh, the disco remix version. <laughs> God, I topped the hill and I was looked like Rocky climbing the steps. Man, it was awesome. So iTunes is out there right now, going. Why is the downloads getting so high on this song right now? <laughs> like, what happened? Why is it spiking? <laughs> Oh, they're listening to Trail Manners podcast, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think we need a cut. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be nice, right? right? All right, so we got that one now. We got some T Swift. Yeah. Okay, if you could pick one person to run trails with and pick their brains and talk to, past or present in oh, life, who would it be? Like any human being from any. Like, yeah. If you could take, because yeah. you know, on because, the trails, you got when you're on a trail run, 
you literally solve every problem on the planet. And when right. you get to your car, you don't remember a darn thing that was said. Right. And you're always like, I'm going to tell my phone. I'm yeah. going to write it down. I'm going to do something. You don't. So if you were on a trail run, any any individual or whatever, right? And you're on who would you pick to? Well, to I got have a couple I got a couple with? answers on this. Well, that was um, too quick. T Swift. Yeah. Well Katie Perry. No, she, Taylor Swift got way too long of legs for me to run. She'd be banging out six minute miles. I'd be like, man, hell with that girl. Um like running on the trail with my uh wife is the greatest joy in my life. Nice. So Without getting all mushy and stuff on you, um, that's number one. But number two, like, like everybody uh, loves a good number two. Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> on the trail. <laughs> uh, like Jesus would be a cool trail runner, wouldn't he? Like he was always going off to a quiet place. Like I think he was like getting in some miles when the disciples were pissing him <laughs> off, and he'd just go out and bang out like six miles on the hill, zero drop. Yeah, and like <laughs> like wearing them sandals, zero drop shoes, and uh, so, and it would just be like cool. Like you get to the top, and he's up there waiting on you, you know, because you know he's going to be banging out some cool miles, not even sweating. Yeah, and and just be like, yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, and by the way, and then he'd like, <laughs> you know, bust into like the beatitudes or something. It'd be cool. Um, but then, like like runner runners, you know, um, there's so many like cool people that I watch on YouTube and stuff. You know, um, I'm like just a fanboy of so many, like, and the UTMB guys. You know, you watch them and they're like 113 miles of and like what 50,000. What runner do you fanboy on? You know, like is uh, there a certain uh, runner? What's the guy? Yeah, uh, Hayden he, Hawks. Oh yeah. He's yeah. been on the show. Yeah. He's um, spoken into a mic. I met him here. one time and he's really, really cool. I like, uh, what's the lady in, uh, that wears like the basketball pants? Courtney. Courtney DeWalter. Yeah. Like she's such a stud and cool. Um, so yeah. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what would your, you know, uh-oh, one thing, one. Tommy Rivers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like. And he like his story and everything, yeah. and just the way he talks and stuff. I would love to run with Tommy Rivers. So okay, we'll make that happen. We'll okay. make a phone call. Yeah, see, cool. see what we can pull off there. What would your twelve-year-old self say to you today, dude? Are you getting laid? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you think about when you're twelve, right? <laughs> has my right. has my complexion cleared up? Oh. <laughs> No, he'd be like, uh, I think he'd be okay, you know. He'd be like, "Wow, cool beard, dude," you know. And uh, we can do that. Yeah, I like. I didn't know. I didn't know if we'd had that going. Um, I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, twelve is such a scary, weird. More than time. ever now. Yeah, more right? than ever. And and uh, you know the the stakes are so high for these guys and and. Uh, um, but I think just just knowing that that we're able to get up every day and do our thing, right? Yeah. And uh, and I think twelve year old be like, dude, you're still suiting up and showing up, and I'm proud of you, man. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I was going to ask you one more question, but I'm not after that one. That's that's that Is nails that we're it. Stopping? Oh yeah, because that's it. That, that's really good. Suiting up and showing up. I think that's what it's about, right? Yeah. And that's what you got to do this week. Right. Yeah. And, like, do it, and then do it all. Lace over them up again. and let's go. Yeah. You know. And uh, um, I'm just, I'm just like, I have an old buddy that tells me he's like, uh, I took the word proud out of my vocabulary and I use the word grateful. 
And he's like, I'm not, I'm not proud of the stuff I'm doing. I'm grateful. I'm still able to do it. And, uh, um, I really try to adapt that in my, you know, stuff that I do. So I'm absolutely grateful. I'm as like all the, all of the, the history and stuff, you know, uh, the, the bad things I did to my body, um, that it's still here and I'm still doing stuff is I'm super, super grateful. Well, cause you, uh, you get to, right? Yeah. You don't have to, yep. you get to. So, well, awesome. It's so good to have you on the podcast. I'm super excited to get you back after you're 50. And are you emceeing out there? Maybe. Cause I can't finish a race if I don't like <laughs> last Saturday. Yeah. I, I come around the corner and I heard your voice off at the distance. I was like, that's my buddy. <laughs> I gotta get there. I was yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I might be. So I went up to the fall race to MC, uh-huh. freezing cold in the fall and his uh microphone speaker didn't work so i stood there and cheered for the whole day helped out when i could yeah but yeah i don't know i'm i'm i might be so it's a solid maybe but okay. uh but yeah thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for the entertainment and we're looking forward to having you on again soon so we can talk about yeah how well you did let's let's do it next week all right sounds good and uh All right, well, for Kirk Probasco, I'm Eric Manning. This is the Trail Manners Podcast. We're back, and we're going to have some fun. So we'll talk to you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'd like to thank Kirk Probasco for joining us today and wish him the best of luck on his first 50-miler. I'd also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Trail Manners, or you can swing by the website. Let us know what you want to see, who you would like to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. And as always, it's because I just love hearing from you. And if you could take just a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook, I truly would appreciate that. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.